Good morning, brothers and sisters. My name is Marcel Hall. I'm one of the ministers here with the OC Church of Christ. And as a church, we're celebrating the season of Advent. And Advent means coming or arrival. And so we celebrate Jesus coming at his birth. We celebrate Jesus coming into our hearts as true Christians. And we reflect and prepare for Jesus's second coming. And each week we have focused on a theme. We talked about hope, peace, joy. And now today we'll explore love. So pray with me right now. Father, we thank you for your hope, your peace, your joy, and your love that comes to us through Christ. I pray, God, that you will communicate right now your message. I pray you inspire every single one of us. We will fall more in love with you, and God, we'll be inspired to not only love you more, but to love our brothers and sisters. In Jesus' name, amen. So what's the connection between love and Advent? Well, we have several observations that I want to point out. But first is, Jesus came because of love. You see, Jesus came because of God's love. Let's look at the famous scripture in John 3, 16, for it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Did you catch that? I know we have read this many times, but it says, for God so loved the world. It didn't say that he loved. It says that God so loved the world. Now, let me ask you this. Have you ever so loved something? And in the chat right now, write down, go ahead and chat right now. What have you ever so loved? Because there's many things in life that we might love, but there's very few things that we so love. You know, so love goes to great lengths. You know, when I think of so love, I think of I think of my mom. You know, when I when I was growing up, I played pop warner football, and when I would you know run the ball and, and 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 I'd be on my way to a touchdown, my mom would be in the crowd. However, she wouldn't be with all the other parents in the stands. No, my mom would be on the sidelines running along with me. And so when I scored a touchdown, she scored a touchdown as well. And that, and everybody knew my mom because of that, because they were like, hey, you always run with your son. And why did my mom do this? Because she was trying to live vicariously through her son? No, my mom did this because she so loved me. She didn't just love me, but she so loved me. And when you so love something, you abandon rationale. You will go to great lengths to, to demonstrate, to express that so love. And what does the scripture say? It says that God so loved the world. And what did he do with that so love? He sent his son, Jesus. So Jesus came because God so loved the world. And what he wanted to do, he wanted to save the world from the sin and trappings that we can put ourselves into. And so it says that God so loved the world. So what does that mean for you and me? That means God so loves you. God so loves me. God so loves you so much that his son Jesus came to give you eternal life. For God so loved. And not only is that an observation that we can make here about love and Advent, but but what's also incredible about this is that When Jesus came, 
love entered our world in a new way. What do I mean by this? Okay, check this out. In 1 John 4, verse 8, let's read it. It says that God is love. And in verse 16, it says the same thing. It says, God is love. And then in Hebrews chapter 1, in verse 3, it says that the sun is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being. Then over in Colossians 1 and verse 19, it says, For God was pleased to have all his fullness dwell in him, that him being Jesus. So what do we see from these two passages here? We, we, we know that God is love. And then it says that Jesus is the exact representation of God. And, and then that all of God's fullness dwells in Christ. So what do we see? That all of God was in bodily form in Jesus. So, so follow the logic here. Follow this, right? So what does that mean about Jesus? What is Jesus? Jesus is love. And so his birth meant that love entered the world. Love was birthed into the world in a new and profound way. You see, God's love now was seen evident and experienced symbolically, but also in human form in and through Jesus. And Jesus's life was filled with what? With love. He gave hope to the hopeless. He, he, he helped the helpless. He encouraged the discouraged. He spoke truth to those who were deceived. He gave sight to the blind, literally and symbolically and figuratively. He gave mercy and forgiveness of sins. He met the need emotionally. He met needs emotionally. He, he met people's needs spiritually. And he practically met needs. And so when Jesus was doing all this, again, love was entering the world and love was being redefined by Jesus. You see, Jesus redefined love. Defined love. You see, the Holy Spirit guided those who wrote the New Testament, the followers of Jesus, as they, as they wrote in, in the Greek language to reach the masses because Greek was, was like English. It was the, 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 the kind of a, a known world language of the time there. And so when they wrote in the New Testament, they used the word agape as they described God's soul love for us, but as they described Jesus and his love for you and me. They use the word agape, and agape means selfless, sacrificial, a service that, that looks out for the betterment of others. You see, it became more of a Christian term than it was for everybody else. And so Jesus, again, because he is love, and when he came to earth, he, he introduced new love and redefined love. And here's the amazing thing, again, for you and me is that when we become disciples of Jesus by making Jesus Lord of our lives through repentance and baptism, God's love comes into our hearts and our souls. And so what happens to you and me? Those who can testify about Jesus' love coming to our hearts when we became Christians, what, what happened? We became brand new, but we were impacted and transformed by this love. It has motivated us. It has changed us. It has changed the way we think. It has changed the way we act. And it has given us hope. It's given us peace. It's given us joy. And it's given us love. And the ability now to truly love others.
You see, again, love and Advent are connected because Jesus came because of love. When Jesus came at birth, his love, therefore, was redefined and entered the world in a new way. And now, as we think about his second coming, we have to remember that God's love continues in us until Jesus comes again. You see, as all these things happen in the world and into us, then God's love continues in us until Jesus comes again. You know, let, let's let Jesus explain this a little bit more. Matthew chapter 25, verse 31. Go ahead and write amen if you're still with me, all right? Give me an amen in the chat if you're still with me. Matthew 25, verse 31. Let's read here. And again, the context here is, is the Advent. Is Jesus talking about his second coming? And it says here in Matthew 25, verse 31. When the Son of Man comes, comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he will sit on his glorious throne. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. He will put the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on the right, come, you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me. Then the righteous will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry or feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger and invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison or and go, go to visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you who are cursed, into the internal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me nothing to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger and you did not invite me in. I needed clothes and you did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you did not look after me. They all will answer, Lord, when, when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or needing clothes? or sick, or in prison, and did not help you. He will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did not do for one of the least of these, you did not do for me. Then they will go away to eternal punishment, but the righteous to eternal life. Okay, let's recap what happened here, right? Jesus, again, is talking about his advent, his second coming, and he says, hey, look, when I come again, that's when I'm going to judge the world, and we're going to separate everybody. We're going to have those it's going to be like sheep and goat. I'm going to separate the sheep to my right and the goats to my left. And the sheep, they will have eternal life with me. And the goats will have eternal punishment. And now, as we saw this, let's, let, let, let's break this down here. Those who are on the right who will receive eternal life, what did they do until Jesus came back? They loved that's what they did. They loved, they fed people some, something to drink, they clothed, they visited, they helped, etc. What would you call that type of behavior? Love. That's called agape love. You know, and does that type of love remind you of anyone? Jesus. 
Yeah. It reminds us of Jesus and his life. So again, what's the connection between love and Jesus's second coming? It's motivation. It's a reminder that we are to continue his love until he returns. And what type of love again? Well, it's practical. It's caring. It's serving. It's meeting needs. And what does that look like today? Same thing. Seeing a need and doing something about it. You know, you don't need to be a rocket scientist. You don't need to have a degree from Harvard, right, to figure this out. We see a need and we meet the need. And who do we love with this practical service and care? All in need. But to the highest degree, it's our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. You see, in Matthew 25, verse 40, Jesus says, the king will reply, truly, I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Brothers and sisters of mine. Who is Jesus talking about? He's talking about the family of believers. That's right. The members of the church, the members in your small group, the members in your ministry. So serving, caring, meeting the needs of the people in your small group and ministry. You know, and not only that, but Jesus says, when we do this, we are serving him. You know, that was the shocker in Jesus's words. It was that, hey, serving your brothers and sisters in Christ, that's serving Jesus directly. Now, I don't know about you, but I, it, it makes me change my perspective. And in fact, I believe this gives some perspective about our small groups. This should give some perspective about our hearts our roles, our interactions, and our approach to our ministries and the church at large. You know, how are we to treat, I mean, how we treat each other is how we treat Jesus directly. So we have to ask ourselves right now, am I being a sheep or a goat right now? You know, sheep and goats look similar, but their lifestyle is different. You know, I can serve someone once, but that doesn't mean serving is my lifestyle. And I just want to commend the OC Church right now. I really do, because as a church, the number one greatest attribute I feel that we have here locally in Orange County is generosity. Whenever there's a call to be generous, disciples of Christ here in Orange County, boy, we stand up and, and, and we do a fantastic job. And that is awesome. And I want to commend the church. However, my fear is that for some of us, we, we, we possibly have slipped and fallen victim to a, to a goat mentality. You know, maybe we give when we're called to, but it's not agape loving lifestyle anymore. You know, and, and the effects of the pandemic, or maybe it was even before, have us focused in on ourselves. We're concerned primarily with meeting our own needs and not seeking to meet the needs of others. You know, we, we can't turn on the Zoom screen because we don't feel like it or we don't want to take a, a little bit of time to quickly fix our appearance, even though this takes away from encouraging others. You know, perhaps it's holding back in our giving, our financial giving to God and his purposes or, or, or withholding our time from others. You know, I know for me, there's definitely been times, especially since the pandemic hit, where I've been tempted in thought and thought and in my heart to, to pull back and, and to give less to people. 
you know, they, they didn't get back to me or, 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 you know, they had to, so, so, so I won't get back to them or I won't try to reschedule. You know, that's been my heart at times and thoughts that have come into my mind. And so maybe some of you can relate. If so, brothers and sisters, if that's you today, then, then it's time to first just admit it. Admit it to yourselves, admit it to the Lord, admit it to your brothers and sisters. But here's the key. Remember the love of Jesus. Remember that God so loved you that he gave his one and only son. Remember that love that entered our hearts and transformed us. And remember that that love can, must, and will continue through us until he returns. You know, that's what we all want, right? I believe that we all want the love of Jesus to continue to transform us, to continue to inspire us, to continue to transform those who we love and to transform those who are in our communities and those beyond. You know, now is the time that we can turn things around. I'm so grateful for, for our Advent season so we can reflect upon the hope, the peace, the joy, and the love that we have through Jesus coming and through his second coming. And then we can have that motivate us, transform us, and be lived out. You know, I just want to share a great example, I believe, uh, 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 of, of this type of, of, of agape love in many ways is, is our dear uh, uh, brother Kevin Maines, who passed away seven years ago. You know, I don't know the exact specifics, but the way I understand it is Kevin and Mary, uh, they would set aside some of their, their income, some of their budget on a monthly basis or on a yearly basis. I'm not sure exactly how it worked out, but they would save some, some money so that they can meet needs randomly that came their way. If they heard about a need, then they would have this money saved up just to meet a need. And I know a brother who said he cried at Christmas because Kevin gave him, and Kevin and Mary gave them some money and they did it anonymously, but, but the brother found out who, who, that it was them and it transformed him during that time. You know, I, that inspires me to want to do the same, to see uh, again, Christ's love continuing until his return. You know, agape love is the standard and expectation of Jesus and his followers until he comes again. And so what would that look like if we all did this together starting this week? This week, what if we all agape loved someone that we live with? What if we all serve someone in our small group? What if we all encourage someone in our ministry? What if we all help someone in our community? What if we remember that Jesus' second coming means his love continues through us today? You know, love is the theme for this week in our season of Advent. Let us celebrate. Let us reflect. Let us embrace and remember that God so loved you and me. And let us remember and let us celebrate and let us reflect that Jesus brought love into this world through his birth. That Jesus redefined love when he came. And let us recall and let us rejoice that Jesus brought love into our hearts when we became true Christians. And as we consider his second coming, let's continue sharing his love with those around us. Let's close out in Matthew 25 and verse 40. I pray that this will be said to every single one of us and even more 
on the day in which Jesus comes back. The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. Amen.